Hello everybody, it's Dr. Rick dropping in on you. Hope everybody is having uh, a great start to your day, a great end uh, to your week. I am not going to be long this morning. This would normally be uh, the time where I will be doing Focused Friday. We're going to get back to our themes uh, coming this coming week, but obviously some things transpired that sort of shifted uh, a lot of things um, this week. But uh, I want to first of all say thank you for all of the love and support uh, that has poured out uh, after I announced uh, doing a video yesterday that uh, I witnessed my 15-year-old neighbor being uh, shot. He was actually shot twice. Uh, thankfully, he is stable and recovering at the hospital last I checked um, and uh, is expected to make a full recovery. Uh, thank God for that. Uh, obviously, my vehicle got damaged. Uh, the only freaking vehicle that did, but it is what it is. Um, that's replaceable. Hopefully, I'll have that taken care of uh, today. Um, but, uh, to receive the love and support and the well wishes and concerns, uh, from so many people means a lot to me, those who have followed me, uh, especially those on the black voice channel, um, and, uh, black voice radio and, uh, all of that, uh, you've heard me say for going on 14 years now that I didn't get on for the likes. I didn't get on for, uh, to become popular. Uh, I got on to empower, to share light, to provide insight and to, uh, speak the truth. And sometimes that alienates people. Sometimes that it angers and enrages people. So I, have never been a person that gets concerned with whether people are liking me. I would rather they respect my consistency and my commitment than to like me. Um, but uh, to get the love and the concern and the genuine outpour that I believe it was means a lot to me because you want to know that your work is landing on fertile soil. And so again, thank you. Uh, briefly, I want to address some concerns and I take them as authentic and genuine concerns of love um, and concern for my well-being. There was almost a consensus of people who reached out and uh, sort of suggested, some implied, some said directly that Maybe this is a sign that I need to step back. Maybe this is a sign that uh, it's time for me to move in a different direction. Uh, I want to be very clear here. The one thing that I'm certain of in this world of uncertainty and this place of disruption and seemingly chaotic uh, consistency, and that's my vision. That's my purpose here on earth. Uh, someone I value uh, a great deal, uh, and I think that their concern for me is always authentic, uh, 
said, you know, pretty much the same thing. I'm saying, hey, you know, maybe this is a sign that you need to move in a different direction. And I'm definitely paraphrasing, um, you know, you know, you, 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 you know, you were in a situation where you could have easily been killed. Um, and I've said this a long time. People say a lot of things that they don't mean, but I grew up in the inner city. I grew up seeing death. I grew up uh, at the risk of death every time I walked out of the house. One thing I gave up a long time ago was the fear of dying. I don't have a death wish. I want to live alone and healthy and fulfilled life. Uh, but I will not allow fear to stop me from living the life I was given to live by my creator. Um, and my response to her was bullets can definitely change minds, but they don't change purpose. Uh, there are so many people that I look up to that if they would have folded to the fear, we probably wouldn't be talking about them right now. And I'm not going to go into a long list of who they are. Uh, but sometimes you have to face things. And uh, when I look at these kids, it's easy for the average person to look at the behavior and not look at the cause. And so it's easy to sit up and say they're a lost cause and to give them up to the system, to give them up to their own uh, poor decision making and emotional impulses. Uh, I see deeper. I've spent my life learning and discovering the cause of the enigmatic issues we face and our seemingly inability to come out of this dark place that we as a collective live in. And so I understand it. I understand uh, African-American adolescent and young adult male violence. I understand perpetual poverty. I understand uh, the tendency to be consumer-minded. I understand uh, the aversion to learning certain new things uh, and clinging to things that really truly have no intrinsic value, having a bent towards being entertained uh, through sensationalism versus being empowered through substantial and substantive information. I understand it all. So the easy thing to do is to quit. And the thing is, I want to tell every last one of you who showed your love to me that the reason you have that feeling of concern and love is because I don't bow down to fear, because I don't quit in the face of adversity because I committed myself to doing something. And the one thing that I can stand on in this thing is that I finish what I start, no matter how long it takes me, no matter how much I go through. I don't take on things I don't believe in. I don't take on things trivially. Tri trivially. If I decide to do something, I've already asked myself a simple question. All right, Rick, are you willing to go the distance? Regardless what that means, are you willing to push through? And so when I take on something, it's something that means a lot to me. It, it means uh, that it's being, it's being a contributed to 
the building of a legacy. I, I tell people all the time that the first half of my life was about me. It was about serving my ego, showing what I could do and proving what I could have and showing everybody what a little boy from the hood could do. But the second half of my life is about my legacy. What will people say about me after I'm gone? Uh, how will my work speak of me? The people that I mentioned, uh, the great teachers and master teachers uh, of past generations who are now ancestors, uh, the great revolutionary minds, uh, the Bobby Seals, the, the Malcolms, the Martins, especially the later stage Martin, the Medgars, the Marcuses. Um, the legacy that we have for them is because of how they lived. Uh, I don't compare myself to anyone. Uh, in fact, when people ask me, who are my heroes? I say I have many men I admire probably none more than Malcolm, uh, but definitely Martin, uh, Marcus Garvey, Mega Evers, Dr. Naeem Agbar, still alive, uh, Amos, Dr. Amos Wilson, oh my God, probably one of the most brilliant minds in the uh, understanding of black behavior. Uh, uh, no disrespect to Dr. Agbar, uh, a close second, uh, Dr. Joy DeGruy, and I can go on and on of these people, but my respect for them is because of the commitment and the consistency at which they live their truth. And so when I look at who I am, I don't see anyone else to aim for because I can't be Malcolm. I can't be Marcus. I can't be Dr. Wilson, but you know what I can be? I can be the best version of myself. And so when I think about who my hero is, it's the version of me I see five years from now. And I see it that way because that person I see five years down the road, I can become that person a better person, a wiser person, a more informed person, a more loving and giving person, a more healed and powerful person. So that's what I strive for. And in doing so, it calls for me to stand when others will retreat. It calls for me to move in places that other people won't go into. I'm able to have the impact I have because I care more about my purpose and destiny then I do certain things that other people give attention to. I don't recklessly move into anything, but I will instinctively respond to things. I will, in a calculative and strategic way, move into situations other people think may be dangerous. But when I see these kids, I see a part of my failure to be an influence on their generation. And it's not always from a lack of trying, but maybe not an intense enough approach or maybe I'm consumed. But, you know, I have to realize that if I'm saying that the first half of my life was about me, that's a half of my life that I didn't focus on what I should have focused on and things slipped through the cracks. I'll, I, I will admit this. 
that was a point in time. I don't do it anymore, but that was a point in time that I was actually trying to make up for every failure of, of every black man to our children, to our women. And, and I found myself actually not only being overwhelmed, but failing immensely because it wasn't for me to do. It was for me to be the best version of me, to be the impact. We need everybody on board, on deck. Um, I called and I, I issued a challenge that we take on the responsibility of properly socializing our young black males and our young, young daughters as well. That doesn't come with comfort. And many times it won't come with safety, but it comes with a reward of knowing that we're going to produce a better generation. We're gonna produce a future that we can expect greater things from. I said this in the video yesterday that we're gonna to have to get to a time and point when we realize that our victory is gonna come when we have men and women who are willing to plant seeds they may not live long enough to see come to fruition. We're gonna to have to escape uh, this need for instant gratification, instant acknowledgement, the pat on the back and the praise and we're going to have to trade that in for the long game. We're going to have to pour into babies and then guard them. We're going to have to speak into their lives and give them an identity and then guard it against the infiltration of negative, suggestive and subliminal messages that tell them they aren't who we said they were. We're going to have to stand guard and, and be willing to guide them through their mistakes understanding we made mistakes too. I can't tell you why I was the only one that didn't flinch or run. I could say it's because I grew up around gunplay as a kid. I've seen it so often. I could tell you that uh, my concern was more about the people around me than myself. I can say a bunch of things that sounds good, but at the end of the day, I'm still standing and that's by the power and grace of God. And I believe my destiny and my purpose in this world is not yet fulfilled. But what I can tell you is that whenever I leave this place, whether it be sometime today or 40 years from now, which I hope it's the latter. But whenever it is, what I can tell you is when I leave, I'll leave having given my life everything I had. I'll leave on E. You've heard me say many times at the end of my videos, I live my life on full so that when I die, I die on E. I can't take this potential with me. I, I, I can't take what God has planted in me, the thirst for knowledge, the thirst to share knowledge, the thirst to empower and encourage others, the gift to be able to interpret and then disseminate, 
I can't take any of that to the grave with me. So I'm going to give it everything I got and to everyone who is willing to accept it. As I depart today, um, I'm going to leave you with this. The path of reward is normally the path less trodden. The path of ease and safety very, very rarely leads to ultimate reward. And I'm not just talking about safety in life. We play safe way too often. Uh, and we don't reach for the dream. I've helped so many people touch their dream and I thank God that I've touched mine and I continue to reach for higher heights each and every day. But I, I, I learned that in a simple analogy I give to my clients and say, there's always a risk in ascending. You cannot ascend from a place of stability, total stability and no risk. And I use the analogy of climbing a ladder because we talk about the ladder of success. I say, when you are best and most stable on a ladder, you've got both hands and both feet firmly planted and secure. But to climb the ladder, you've got to release one hand and you've got to lift one foot in order to make that climb. You can't do it from a place of complete security. And you're going to have to take a risk. And that is what I am challenging each and every one of you to do, not just in, in what I do. What I do is my calling. It's what I accepted. It's what I plan on finishing. My research my teachings, my writings, my books, but most importantly, direct engagement of our people in providing as much as I can to encourage, empower, uh, and inspire them to do more because we are so gifted. Just think of the things that we've been through, 246 years of chattel slavery, 12 years of reconstruction, another 10 years of black codes, and 15 years of convict leasing, another 75 years of Jim Crow segregation, urban renewal, redlining, benign neglect, uh, mass incarceration, gentrification, miseducation, and we have not received a break yet. And yet some of the most brilliant inventions have come from the minds of my people. Some of the most unbelievably astounding breakthroughs have come from my people. Much of the technology we're sharing right now, my people, the three most intellectually acknowledged uh, people on this planet as, it's, as it pertains to IQ, and I have my things about IQ tests, but the three most recognized brilliant minds are three kids under the age of 15. One may be 16 to 17 now, but the, we're talking about the top, the top rated Minds and Mensa are three black babies. They tried to talk about intellectual inferiority in the early 80s. But that's when 
uh, someone who inspired me to actually get into the field of psychology, Dr. Francis Cress Wilson, showed up on the Phil Donahue show in 1985, and my life hasn't been the same since, and gave them her Cress theory of color confrontation and blew their minds and held them in check as they tried to challenge her. And I said, that's brilliance. Our minds are powerful, but we bought into a lore idea of who we are. They're feeding our kids crap through music and imagery. And we are shocked because they are emulating what they're hearing. They're emulating what they see. And they're representing an image and a behavior that is not reflective of their brilliance of their capacity, of their possibilities, and it's by design. But we can't be upset with the designer of the trap when we haven't taught them how to navigate the minefield of those obstacles and those traps. That's on us. We can't sit securely in. Let me tell you something. Whether you like the God or not, that's you. Um, but there are some very powerful things that have come from him. And he said what he said. And one of the things that Dr. Umar Johnson said, damn, it's a long time ago, probably about 10, 12 years ago. He said that racism is absolutely nothing without black compliance. I believe that 100%. He also said, that the most powerful and radical thing a black man can do is love a black woman. 100% agree. There are some other things that others have said. I, I agree with Brother Malcolm when he said the most unprotected human species on this planet is the black woman. That's our responsibility, black man. The person with the biggest target on his back is the black man. We've got to do something about that. We are targeted and engineered into poverty, but we're not fighting hard enough to overcome it. We are approaching things with a consumer mindset that makes us easy prey. We need a shift in paradigms. We've had greats that have given their entire life that are aging out, like Dr. Anderson. Uh, I thank God for the time I was able to interact with him and his wife, uh, Joanne. Uh, they really encouraged and inspired me at a time where I was questioning my place in this thing. But we've been given the tools. We've been given the information. We've been given an opportunity, but we're not going to get it hiding behind the veil of comfort. We're not going to get it playing safe. We're not gonna be, get it playing nice. We're not gonna get it trying not to upset people. That is not where it's going to happen. It's gonna happen when we realize that only we will look out for we. And so again, I wanna thank 
every last one of you who dropped in and shared and, 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 and gave a comment on all of the different platforms on which I shared that video on yesterday. I want to thank you for the concern you have for my safety and my life. I can't tell you how much that means to me. I don't take anything for granted. Nobody owes me anything. And I enter every day understanding that I'm responsible for me. And I've taken on the responsibility of fulfilling my destiny and touching the lives of the people I relate to and I connect with. And they don't always behave the way I think they should. They don't always move and carry themselves the way I would like to see, but they're mine. I love them. And I understand where they are coming from. I understand what they're up against. I understand that it's easy to see the symptoms of their behavior without understanding the sources and judge them. I don't want to judge them. I do want to hold them accountable. I do want to challenge them. I want to challenge you. We have so much inside of ourselves that we can be doing that we're not. I can't tell you where this thing is going to end for me and or when. I can tell you that when I leave this place, I will leave fulfilled knowing I gave it everything I had to the point of being drained. And I've learned how to stop and replenish myself. I've learned how to understand when it's time to back up and recuperate. But quit, it's not in me, no surrender, no retreat. I, I gave up on the whole comfort thing a long time ago. God revealed something to me. God revealed that he cannot develop character in comfort. Character is best developed in adversity. And I am built for this battle. But I want to let you know you are built for greatness as well. You are built and designed to be phenomenal, to be exceptional, to be extraordinary. Stop buying into what? they're telling you, stop ascribing to them more power than they should have. They got a head start. And so their resources are greater. Nobody puts as much energy into holding something back as they have put into holding us back unless they fear it. They should. On that note, I'm going to get ready to get out of here. Again, I thank you. Uh, I hope to see some of you guys on the battlefield. 
I hope to see some of you guys supporting the work we do. I hope to see some of you guys starting your own movements. Uh, this is a big battle. There's so much that is necessary. So much needs to be done. All hands on deck. Again, I love you guys and I thank you for the love. Uh, continue to pray for this young man. Continue to pray for his family. Uh, I'm going to do everything I can to be a positive force in a place that's definitely got a lot of history. And I'm talking about this family. Uh, but everybody else is judging them. Everybody else is talking about and I, and I get that. You, you, you think you've moved to a place that's going to provide some sanctity and security. And for a while, it was sweet. And then here, here, here they come. But um, I, I, I'm not about throwing anyone away. I'm not about dismissing them. Um, they've got 1.3 million of our boys that have aged into men locked up. And they're no more likely to be criminal minded than their white counterparts, but they are six times more likely to be policed, stopped, questioned, ultimately arrested. We've got to create an environment that's safe for them. We've got to create uh, strategic plans of how we lower recidivism rates. Okay, you made a mistake but we're going to make sure you don't make another one. We're going to make sure you don't get back. We're going to provide you with training. We're going to provide you with opportunities. And here's the thing. We've got to give them a chance to earn money to where they can have a living wage and support a family. Um, and we can do that, but we can't keep dumping billions of dollars into their economy and think we're gonna finance our revolution. Doesn't make sense. It cannot happen. That's not where we're going to win. It's where we're gonna to have to win based on a foundational shift in paradigms, moving from consumer to investor, to builder of businesses to the independent educator of our youth. Malcolm told us that only a fool expects his enemy to educate his children to compete with theirs. And yet we do it daily. And we're in awe of the outcome. No, it's time to wake up. Once again, and I keep saying this, man, because I really want you guys to know just how much I appreciate the love you guys poured out on me. And it's kind of funny that Tuesday, I'm getting all the love for my 56th birthday. And then Wednesday. <laughs> wow. Uh, I don't believe in coincidences, so I know it has meaning, but I do believe in spiritual warfare. I believe in spiritual energy. I believe that when things happen, they happen for a reason. So I'm not ignorant to what's happening around me. I'm just not deterred by it.
I'm going to fight this war until I lay down my shield and transition. Proud of the work I've done. So again, thank you guys for dropping in. I absolutely love it and appreciate you. You guys have an unbelievable remainder of your day. If you don't hear from me again today, have a great weekend.